0: Atlanta's July 4th tradition is back. There's really very few races like Peachtree. The 2021 Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race. I would much rather be known as the world's safest 10K. No matter how you choose to run it, we're here to get you ready. Helps me stay in shape and build friendships and work off stress. You're listening to the Peachtree Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race.
1: Well, this week's episode of the Peachtree Podcast, we want to focus on the people who really make this race happen. And those are those thousands of smiling volunteers that you encounter all along the Peachtree course on July 4th and this weekend over the course of two days at the Expo, too. There's just so much, Jay, that these volunteers put into this race, and we're going to hear from one of them today.
2: You know, when the Peachtree started in 1970, everybody who put it on was a volunteer, and that carried on for years. It was an all-volunteer event and to this day, 52 years later, we still only have 25 staffers. This event is largely run by the 3,500 volunteers that come out each year and do everything from help us give out numbers at the expo to getting people across the finish line. And I can't overstate the importance that volunteerism had on the Peachtree and continues to have on the Peachtree. And it's, it's been exciting to talk to the person behind that movement this year behind the the push to bring volunteers in as well as someone who does it every year and also runs the race and just has a really awesome peach tree tradition to share
1: we're going to hear from her as well as the person who's in charge of really corralling all of those thousands of volunteers which is an operation unto itself tina shogren of atlanta track club will join us a little bit later on the podcast to explain too how you can not only get one shirt for running the race but you could potentially end up with three. That's the advantage of having an expanded race weekend this year, Jay.
2: Yeah. And then you've got three days of your workweek wardrobe already taken <laughs> care of. I mean, you can't beat that. And they're all different colors. What a great opportunity to have three Peachtree shirts. One will probably, hopefully, never see again because we're going back to the fourth one day next year <laughs> in 2022. So seize the opportunity this year when you can.
1: Speaking of that wardrobe, I notice you have an Atlanta Track Club t-shirt on today, but you were coming to us from... Across the globe, different time zone. What time zone are you on right now? I don't even know, Jay.
2: (laughs) I am in Tokyo, uh, Japan, as we talked about, uh, I think it was last week that I'd be heading over here to begin a summer gig with the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games, even though it's 2021, it is still very much the 2020 Olympic Games. And so I arrived here two days ago. We're recording on Thursday. It's Thursday night in Tokyo. We're 13 hours ahead of the East Coast of the United States. And uh, I am in currently in quarantine. So as a staff member of the Games, we are required to wait out a 14-day quarantine at a hotel in Tokyo. And it's a very strict quarantine. Uh, I cannot leave the room. I, uh, have so no running right
1: now. No running. No
2: running. No yeah. running. Yeah, that's been tough because I'm training for the – I'd like to run the Peachtree virtually over uh-huh. here. And so I'm going to be doing it with a couple of weeks – Uh, lead up. But I have a resistance bands that I brought. I found some dumbbells that you can fill with water and they go up to 20 pounds. So, just been working on some strength stuff and uh, and just keeping myself occupied the best I can in this very tiny space.
1: Oh boy, it's like a caged animal over there. I'm sorry, Jay, but it'll be totally worth it. I mean, again, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience being able to enjoy the games and especially with, you know, we didn't even know that this might happen even just a few months ago or a few weeks ago even.
2: I mean, I was getting on the plane. I still wondered, is this, is this really going to happen? It, you know, when you get here, you realize that the amount of preparation that the Tokyo Olympic Organizing Committee has done to make this a safe Games is unbelievable and overwhelming. I mean, the fact that they have a hotel currently full of, of vaccinated people who are being held in quarantine as a precautionary measure tells you how far they're willing to go to make sure that these Games are safe. So it's going to happen. And it's going to be, I think, something that's really great for not just Tokyo, but for Everybody who's a fan of Olympic sport to be able to see something that feels normal. And, you know, at the end of a a long stretch of time where we haven't had a whole lot of that.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm wondering, you know, after an event like the Tokyo Games, the Olympic Games, does that typically kind of spur maybe a renewed interest? And do you see new members come on after a global event like this? Jay, do you see an interest in this sport in particular pick up?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that around the games each year, you see a lot of these Olympic sports get a huge surge in participation, or at least in viewership on some of their non-Olympic events adjacent to the games on either side. So there's a lot of interest in athletics, as it's called globally or track and field right now, because people are trying to make the games. It's the same for swimming. It's the same. You've seen a lot of gymnastics news over the last couple of weeks. But one of the things that I think we all would love to see at Atlanta Track Club is how to carry that over four years I and mean, track and field, obviously I'm coming from a place of extreme bias here, but track and field is an incredibly exciting sport. And there's so many disciplines. There's 25 of them here at the games and, all of them have their own great storylines. And these athletes aren't just competing around the Olympics. They're competing year round, year in and year out. And they're competing with the same amount of intensity and passion that they do in an Olympic year. So my hope is that we bring some new fans to athletics this year watching the Tokyo Games and that they stick around and they're, they're still with us in Paris and they followed all the storylines.
1: And uh, the cool thing for us here in Atlanta, since this is a race that attracts so many elite level athletes... We're going to recognize some of the names participating in the games. And I think that's always fun to say, oh, yeah, I've heard from her on the podcast. We saw her win a few years ago. We saw him win, you know. So that's kind of the cool part that Atlanta has ties to these games. And we're going to see that this year.
2: Our slogan for the trials in 2020 was Olympic legacy, Olympic future, because Atlanta really is a city that has embraced its Olympic legacy like really no other and continues to foster an Olympic future. Uh, but this year, it feels like Atlanta, especially at the the peace tree is going to be Olympic legacy, Olympic, Olympic present, Olympic future. Because Alafine Tillemok, uh, Jake Riley, and Abdi Abdi Rockman, all members of the U.S. marathon team, will all be on the line, and we may see some others as well. It's it's early, and there there could be some others, especially coming out of the track trials, which are just here in a couple of weeks, that want to toe the line for a 10K championship.
1: So pay attention to who's on that starting line on the third and the fourth, because you might see their names pop up again at the Olympic Games. Looking forward to that. One of the other cool things to watch for on race weekend is who will be singing the national anthem? And since it is over two days, will the same person be singing both days, Jay, or how is this going to work?
2: I'm glad you asked, Jennifer. There are actually going to be two different singers, three if you count Peachtree Jr., that will sing the national anthem over the course of Peachtree Weekend. And just like we've done in the past, we are doing the contest with 11 Alive. We're doing the Oh Say Can You Sing contest. Once again, it's happening right now. If you're listening on Friday morning, just after this podcast dropped, you have to get your entry in by the end of today, by the end of today. But what you need to do is send an original version of you singing the National Anthem. Video is preferred. Uh, you can find all the details at 11alive.com. Click on the Osei Say Can You Sing story. We will pick a first place winner to sing the National Anthem on July 4th, second place on July 3rd, and we'll also pick someone under 14 to sing it at Peachtree Jr. on July 2nd. Finalists will be chosen this week, and then the general public will have all of next week to vote on the winners. So uh, that contest is underway now. Always a great story. We had a father and daughter last time we did it. We didn't even know that they were father and daughter when we picked them as finalists oh. and then they won. They had a very common last name and so we, nobody made the connection and then they won and they're like, yeah, they have the same phone number. One of them have the same phone number and we called them and it was a father and daughter duo. So I, it just it's an incredible place to find incredible young local talent that has a great opportunity to be part of an Atlanta tradition.
1: In ways big and small, the world has changed, but our commitment to getting you safely out in it never will. Delta, official airline of the Peachtree Road
2: Race. Well, one of the busiest people in Atlanta Track Club's offices right now is the woman behind making sure the Peachtree has enough people to make it happen, and that, of course, is the volunteers. It takes almost 3,500 of them, it's going to take more this year, to put on the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race, and this year, we need to get enough to cover two days. Jennifer had a chance to sit down with Tina Shogren, the manager of volunteer services at Atlanta Track Club, so she could pause for just a second and tell us what it is she's working on and why you should consider being a Peachtree volunteer.
1: Tina, thanks so much for joining us here on the Peachtree Podcast. Thank you for having me. Over two days, I would imagine you might need about uh, twice the volunteers. I think Jay said 2.5 times the number of volunteers you normally have.
0: Yes, we do. So while we have changed the way that a lot of the race looks, it still works out to be about 3,700 volunteers over the two days. So the need is definitely there this year.
1: I would assume you could volunteer over the course of two days over this race weekend.
0: You can. So we do have people that are in for both the third and the fourth. And then we have people that are in for not only the third and the fourth, But they're also working the four days of the expo, as well as Peachtree Jr. on July 2nd. So they are all in.
1: Yeah, that is true dedication there. (laughs) We're going to hear from one of those volunteers a little bit later on today's podcast, Tina. But let's talk about the types of people who volunteer. Why do people get involved with Atlanta Track Club? And what makes them keep coming back every year for this volunteer tradition, too?
0: It's amazing to look at the range of volunteers that we have out there, all walks of life, all ages. It is incredible. But I've always said that this is one of the best ways to see the best of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It brings out the best in the city and you know some of the things that Atlanta Track Club is about, the community and camaraderie, and it brings out all of those parts. And there are two really great ways to be involved in this, and that's as a participant or as a volunteer. And so this gives the volunteers a chance if they're not runners or if they're sidelined or something, this gives them a chance to be a part of that culture. And I also say this is really cool this year because a lot of folks who have always participated in the Peachtree Road Race and not been able to volunteer because they're participating, Mm -hmm. this year they can volunteer one day and participate another day so they can have the best of both worlds.
1: Okay, so we could potentially get two t-shirts out of this?
0: You get two (laughs) t-shirts. So if you are a registered participant, you can participate one day and then register to volunteer the second day and you end up with two t-shirts. You get a finisher shirt and a volunteer t-shirt.
1: And it's possible if you volunteer over both days, you're going to get two different t-shirts, at least a slightly different style.
0: Absolutely. So you can volunteer at the start on one day and then participate. And then also volunteer the second day. And then you can earn the red volunteer shirt. You can earn the gray volunteer shirt and the finisher shirt.
1: Nice. Okay, so we can get the t-shirt. I always say, though, Tina, the biggest reward is not necessarily the t-shirts. It's the camaraderie and seeing all the faces out there on the course.
0: Absolutely. 100%.
1: Now, can we talk about the volunteer T-shirt for a moment here? Because this is something I've noticed over the course of my peach tree streak, uh, too, along the course. I mean, sometimes the T-shirts that the volunteers are wearing, I'm like, oh, I want one of those, too. So this year it is certainly possible. And you do have a rare group of volunteers who even when the race is only on July 4th, they've actually been able to score two t-shirts as well. It just takes some coordination, doesn't it?
0: (laughs) Yes. So you're right. Going back to it is a coveted piece. Like the volunteer shirt has always been really awesome. And there are a lot of participants that do say, ooh, I want to trade my finisher shirt for the volunteer shirt. (laughs) They are always awesome. And then, yes, you're right. There are people who, in the past, there are some jobs at the start that will allow you to volunteer and then take off and run. You can have the best of both worlds. Yeah,
1: good to know for future years. But as you pointed out, you know, this year is the perfect time since we're stretching it out over two days. There's also the Expo, too, if you want to volunteer and race. This is the year to do it without uh, all the headaches of trying to coordinate that kind of schedule. But let's talk about your job, though, Tina. Coordinating an army of this size takes a lot of work. But where are your biggest areas of need right now in terms of volunteers for our upcoming race week?
0: I would say on the course and in the finish. So we really need a lot of finished folks out there and that really is a fun place. You get to see everybody at the end, cheer them in, be their cheerleaders when they're finishing up and they're tired, it's going to be hot, but it is a great place to be. It's just a different environment down there, but we could use some folks down there handing out Powerade and Coke and we need some folks out there to help direct people to MARTA. So would love to have more volunteers at the finish.
1: And I don't think until I looked at Atlanta Track Club's website this week to see what kinds of volunteer opportunities you still have left, I just didn't realize the sheer number of positions available, things that you don't necessarily think about. But people have to get water to the water stations. People have to be there to greet people off MARTA. And then I got to thinking about all those faces that we tend to see every July 4th. And man, it does really take an army to get this done, doesn't it?
0: It really does. There are so many little spots that you just, like you said, you don't think about, but people in the start area that are helping them get to where they need to be this year, they'll be directing them to health screening and Mm -hmm. to their zones. Um, And then again, at the finish area, I mean, on the course, you always think of those folks that are out there cheering you on, right? You've got the great course monitors that are out there directing you and cheering you on. You have the hydration station folks that are keeping you hydrated and cheering you on. And then we have at the finish area, you have a lot of those same folks that are helping you move through the chute, get your water, get your t-shirt, and then get out of the park safely. So just so many moving parts. And then there are all those behind the scenes folks as well that you never see, you just don't think about. We've got some great water sprays out there. You've got the people that are doing course vehicles. You have the ham radio operators. So many different ways that you could volunteer.
1: What's the easiest way for people to sign up at this point, Tina? And it's not too late to get started, is it?
0: It is definitely not too late. If you go to our website, you go to org slash volunteer, and you scroll down to the volunteer opportunities, you will see the registration there. And when you click on that, you will see all of the open opportunities.
1: Well, I know you have many volunteers who are involved with Atlanta Track Club throughout the year. But if this is your first time volunteering, Tina, is there any kind of training or orientation or any steps you need to go through prior to the day you're actually volunteering?
0: For the most part, for the Peachtree Road Race, we have people that are leaders, they're crew chiefs, and they do have some meetings ahead of time. But for the most part, most of the jobs are trained on race morning. And they'll meet their crew chief after volunteer check and they will meet with them and they will get them trained in what they need to do. So for many
1: volunteers, it's just a commitment of a few hours and a lot of fun being part of Atlanta's July 4th tradition.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like you do it once and you're hooked and you'll never want to stop.
1: Yeah, you'll be back for more. And I have to ask you, what keeps you coming back for more? Because I understand you started running a little bit later than maybe some of us normally would. I'm one of those late in life come to running types. But what gets you out of bed in the morning and, and what makes this race special for you, Tina?
0: I definitely feel like... I preach the fact that it just absolutely is amazing. The fact that all walks of life, everybody comes out there and you don't see any disparities. Everybody just comes together as one community. And it is really, really amazing out there. For the people that have never seen it, it's really hard to express and convey how wonderful it is. So you have to get out there and see it and get out there, be a volunteer, and you get to experience it firsthand. So this is the year, again, if you've run this race before and
1: you've loved this race, this is your chance to volunteer. Maybe this is the first time. Maybe you have a family member who's participating in this race. This might be your way to get involved, too. So, again, visit Atlanta Track Club's website. But, Tina, anything else you'd like to pass along to our potential volunteers and to our runners this week here on the Peachtree Podcast?
0: So one of the things that I have said throughout the pandemic is that coming back for this year's Peachtree Road Race for the volunteers is going to be like a family reunion. Mm -hmm. And this is your chance to be a part of that family and be a part of that community.
1: We'd love to see you out there on race weekend. Again, Tina Shogren, Atlanta Track Club's volunteer coordinator. Thanks so much for joining us. I know you're getting
0: busy and we appreciate it here on the Peachtree podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
2: As the official bank of Atlanta Track Club, PNC Bank is committed to helping Atlantans take action today so you can reach your financial goals tomorrow. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC.
1: This race does not happen without the thousands of volunteers who show up on race day, in this year's case, race weekend. And longtime volunteer Alta Ortarte has been out there with us for years. She joins us this week on the Peachtree podcast.
2: Alta, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. I know you're busy working from home like a lot of us still are during this Mm -hmm. pandemic. But tell us a little bit about how you became a volunteer at the AJC Peachtree Road Race and when you started doing it.
3: Well, I started volunteering with the Atlanta Track Club a long, long time ago. I want to say it's been more than 12, 14 years. And the Peachtree Road Race, I started with a group of friends, and we did it just as something to do. And then it became something that I did every year. We were looking for volunteer events, and the Peachtree Road Race was something that popped up as, okay, what do we want to do on the 4th of July? And we were doing crowd control the first time I volunteered. I didn't think I liked the crowd control because, you know, (laughs) it was a lot of work and, you know. But you're a people
2: person and you got to interact with people and that that had to have been Yeah,
3: and most people are very nice. Some people are just a little stubborn. And, you know, when it comes down to time and seating, they want to be there and they're very strict. So it was a great experience doing crowd control for the first time.
2: So I love that you and your friends got together and said, what volunteer opportunities can we do? Is that something that you and your friends do often? You know, some people just say, well, what bar can we go to or <laughs> what sporting event can we go to? But you guys look for volunteer opportunities. That's really cool. Yes,
3: we do volunteer events together and I mean, as well as other stuff. But yeah, we do volunteer events together. Just as something to do to give back as, as we have time, you know.
2: Yeah. What other volunteer events have you done as a group?
3: Uh, We've done volunteer events for the High Museum. I've done volunteer events for Atlanta Food Bank, the um, Domestic Violence, the Latin America and uh, a few others, quite a few others, and also through my church. I'm over the um, outreach ministry for my church as well. So we do a lot of events for the community, like distributing food and events that's gonna help out the community.
2: I wanna get into what you specifically do at Peachtree, but I wanna learn more about your connection to the community because obviously you have a a deep care for the Atlanta community, not just the track club aspect of it, but are you a native Atlantan?
3: No, I'm from Miami, Florida. My parents are immigrants from Dominican Republic. So when they first migrated here, you know, my parents didn't speak English. So the community was very involved in helping them get acclimated and understand the ins and outs and what is needed to be done to be able to, you know, live day by day. So they helped us out a lot in understanding, especially my mom, understanding what needed to be done, putting us in school and everything else. So coming from that background, that's what ignited in me to give back to the community since they gave so much to me and my family.
1: But what's different about volunteering on just one day every year, typically July 4th in this way?
3: I did not realize how big the Peachtree Road Race is. I thought it was just confined to Atlanta, Georgia, but people travel from all over to run the race and to see the excitement, to see how determined and how competitive people are. It just To be in that environment other than just racing, to see everybody just wanting to do this race was what gave me the thrill and to help out. Like everybody's so excited to run it, they was like, I want the best time and I want to be in the best corral as ever. So I think the excitement is what got me doing it every year. And to see people travel to actually do this race, they compete to get great time to get a good corral. <laughs> that's amazing to me. Yeah, that's part
1: of it. So as part of that crowd control that you did, especially as you started volunteering, is there anything that we as runners can maybe do to help make your job as a volunteer, especially at that start line, a little bit easier?
3: I think listen to the volunteers. If they say you cannot enter here, just like follow the instructions because we were told, you know, we're doing it to help you. Sure and to ensure that you're safe and, you know, to make the process run smooth. You know, sometimes some volunteers can be overlooked because we're not in that, you know, we're not police officers or anything. We're here volunteering our services to help you run and to ensure the event runs smooth. And if we give you instruction, it's for, you know, the betterment.
2: So take us through a typical race day. If you you still work at the start line, even after that first experience where you weren't so sure, or are you at a different place now?
3: Now, what I do now is, I get up at 3.30 in the morning yeah. to help check in all the volunteers that's going to be volunteering at that event.
2: That's a so, huge I- undertaking.
3: <laughs> yeah. So we get there, crack a dog, three thirty, four 4 o'clock in the morning, and make sure all the volunteers have all their credentials to be able to have access to whatever area they're volunteering and to make sure that they're in place before the event starts.
2: If you've never been to the start line, or even if you've been at the start line, most listeners probably haven't seen this operation because it sits in the parking lot of Phipps Plaza. It yep. is far back from the start line, but almost all 3,500 volunteers who work at Tree have to come through this. So it's its own event that a uh-huh. lot of people don't even get to see the workings of that you're on the front lines of.
3: Yes, it, it is a lot. It's
1: exciting, though. And 3.30 in the morning, that is an early wake-up call for anyone. I know as runners, Alta, we tend to have these nightmare dreams where we're late for a race or something like that. Do you have that same dream as a volunteer that you're showing up
3: late? <laughs> Most definitely, especially (laughs) for the Peachtree Row Race, because everything gets shut down at a certain time. So you want to beat that clock before the police and everybody shuts down everything. No entry to nothing if you don't get there on time. (laughs) So yes.
1: Alta, what would you say to someone who's been kind of on the fence about volunteering? Because it is an early wake-up call. It's a lot to do to corral thousands of people during a race like this one. What would you say to someone, though, who's on the fence about maybe giving up some time, especially over a race weekend when we have a few different opportunities to volunteer this year.
3: I will say it is a great way to start your 4th of July weekend. It is a great celebration. It's a very exciting celebration. It is good to give back. And I know it's a sacrifice, but once you get there, it won't feel like it. It will feel like a party, actually, because mm-hmm. everybody's so excited. You're motivating them. they thanking you for sacrificing your time. It is a great way to say thank you and to help out.
2: Now, uh, volunteering all these years, have you run the peace tree? Do you would oh. would you you run
3: it every year? Every year. Wait. Okay. So, so you, you volunteer and then you run? Yes. I'm exhausted afterwards, but <laughs> it, I mean, it's a high. When you get out there, you it's like a high that you never felt before because of everybody's excitement to see so many people and to hear a lot of people say thank you for coming out here to help us. You get a high just off of that, and the drilling just keeps going all the way until you finish the race.
1: Alta might have convinced a lot of people to do the same thing, Jay. I mean, again, you get multiple T-shirts for doing that, but you also get oh. like double the high, it sounds like. so. That was so. going to
2: be my follow-up. I was going to ask, Dow, what do you display more proudly or what do you cherish more, the volunteer shirt or the finisher shirt? Because they're both amazing.
3: I think both. But believe it or not, a lot of the runners love the volunteer shirts more. <laughs> <laughs> that is the selling point. They want the volunteer shirts more than the Peachtree Row Race shirt.
2: And this year there are two different ones. There's uh, there's two right. different colors, so you can get you could really you could conceivably walk away from the Peach Tree this year with three different Peach Tree shirts.
3: So if you're a t-shirt fanatic, I will definitely encourage you to volunteer. You get so many perks out of it.
2: You've been at the start line for so long, but is there another position out there that you want to try sometime, or is there any other volunteer positions at the Peach Tree that intrigue you?
3: Um, not quite, because if I do anything else, then I mean I won't be able to participate to run the event. <laughs> right. <Good point. laughs> if I was not running, I think I want to participate at the finish line. That is awesome.
2: So I'm going to talk to Tina, check in all the volunteers, hop in the first wave, get to the finish, and then yes. you can start at the finish line. The because finish it doesn't seem like you're short amazing. on energy.
3: Yes, it is amazing. I will do the finish line most definitely at the um, Pima mm-hmm. Park.
1: Very cool. Well, what does a, a typical post-race celebration look like for you? Do you head straight for a nap or do you ride that runner's high into the afternoon, typically on the 4th?
3: Oh, no. I prepare everything two days prior and I definitely go straight to bed because I usually work the expo. Oh wow! So I'm working up until the day of the event. So as soon as I get home, I go straight to sleep.
1: She's like superwoman, Jay.
3: A super volunteer. Yeah, you didn't even mention the
2: expo. I didn't have... <laughs> it's a huge part of it. <laughs> Just casually. Oh, I also work the expo. Tell us about that. What, what do you do there?
3: Well, I started off as doing number pickup and now I'm helping Shayna with the solution area. People who have issues with maybe their number or where they've been seated or any problem they uh, may arise, we help solve that problem.
2: You are a saint. (laughs) Shayna Smith is our manager of uh, registration at Atlanta Track Club. And the solutions table is a great place to make someone happy, but it can start not that way. So working there is a challenge and it really takes someone with a lot of patience and understanding. Yeah.
3: And then we have sometimes on-site registration. If they got, you know, sometimes they give out like Peachtree, Big Peach will give out a coupon or something for them to sign up. And people come to the expo just to see if they can find a way to sign up for the race.
2: That's right. Yeah, sometimes our sponsors will have extra entries out there, but can't guarantee it. So we'll yeah, see what happens this year. I know this year is mm-hmm. this year is going to be very different, given just the deadlines we've had to meet in this COVID world. But uh, hopefully, the Solutions Desk is a quieter place this year, or at least it. A very happy place for people who are just really glad to be back.
3: I'm
1: hoping. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Alta, we look forward to seeing your smiling face out there, both at the start and during the race, too. I hope you enjoy your race and thanks for all you do for Atlanta Track Club and in particular for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race.
3: Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure.
2: Track your stats, take your songs along, and even pay for that post-run latte. If your running watch can't do all that, it's time to get a Garmin smartwatch. No matter your pace, no matter your distance, there's a forerunner just for you. Visit Garmin.com to find yours.
1: You know, Alta mentioned mention there, Jay, you know, she's signed up for a couple of different things over the years. And I was just shocked when I opened Atlanta Track Club's website and saw... How many different positions, I mean, things you don't think about, Uh, ham radio operators, the people who get the water to the water stations. I just had a friend sign up to do that on one of the race days this weekend because uh, that one in particular, it's easier to kind of navigate the traffic. You meet at Atlanta Track Club's offices. So depending on your schedule, your time, there are so many different ways to get involved with this race.
2: There really is a job for everybody, from the expo to the start line to the finish line. It takes, as we've said so many times on this podcast, but bears repeating, it takes so many people to make this happen. And it takes jobs, as you said, Jennifer, that might not even know exists. There needs to be people on the course to make sure that the course stays clear and that people are going in the right direction. There, We're going to need people this year to help us with our sustainability efforts because it's going to be a little tougher this year given that we're handing out plastic bottles to every participant. Uh, we need people to help move people along out of Piedmont Park. We need people to hand out the shirts. We need people to hand out the Coca-Cola. We need, I mean, it's its endless. I so can talk for hours about this. But the point is that if there's something you want to do, if you're interested in being a part of the Peachtree as a participant, as a volunteer, as both, there is something for you on that list. And I promise you it will be fulfilling. And every single one of those jobs is so vitally important to the Peachtree. And I think, you know, just knowing that you played a role in this great Atlanta tradition, especially the year that it it returns to Peachtree Road, is going to be a really great thing.
1: So, like Alta there, giving back is important to her if that's a priority for you. If you want to give back to this race that you've enjoyed over the years, this is the year to do it, especially with so many opportunities. So just go online. You can find that complete list of open positions now on Atlanta Track Club's website. Next week here on the Peachtree Podcast, we're going to focus on how Atlanta Track Club is really focusing on making this the world's safest 10K. Not the largest maybe this year, we'll see about that, but the world's safest 10K. And as part of that, we talked to Rich about this in episode one, Jay, but there are some COVID sniffing dogs who are going to greet us there at the starting line.
2: Yeah, it's a fun story, but it's also a serious story. One of the things we really had to consider going into this year's Peach Tree was how to keep people safe, how to keep people moving, and how to make sure that we did it in a way that was economically responsible as well. So we partnered with a company out of Alabama that has been training dogs to detect the scent of a COVID infection. This technology is not new. Dogs have been detecting the scents of various cancers and other viral infections for decades with a high degree of accuracy. And, studies have found that the accuracy that these dogs have is off the charts good, sometimes better than some of the testing you can get out there. So we're going to talk to the people behind the company that is providing this service, some of the experiences they've had in the NBA, with NASCAR, with music festivals, and why this technology, why this use of canines works.
1: We're going to keep people up to date as things change, especially in these next few weeks, Jay. There's so much that has changed with this year's race. But the goal, as always, is just to keep people safe and have them have a happy, healthy July 4th race.
2: Yeah, and if you're not getting the official newsletter of the AJC Peachtree Road Race, it's been going out since registration closed. Make sure you send us an email questions at atlantatrackclub.org. Tell us you're not getting it. There's so much information in there that you need to know before you walk out the door, even really to go to the expo, because all of that is different than probably what you're used to due to the interesting circumstances that we find ourselves in this year. If you missed the additions of those newsletters that came out, you can go to atlantatrackclub.org/peachtree under participant information. You can find the the link to the newsletter all the past issues are there but uh, make sure you read that I know that we send a lot of emails everybody does these days you get a lot of emails no question but make sure you read that one because it's generally it's really chock full of information that will help you have a better peach tree experience
1: and make sure you tune in next week right here on the Peach Tree podcast we'll bring that information to you here as well but thanks for joining us this week and keep training out there Jay how's your training going there in your little cube you're going to be okay this week <laughs>
2: Yeah. I miss running, but I'm not going to be that person that you see on the news who ran a marathon around their balcony. One, because I don't have a balcony. And, and two, because I don't think I have that kind of mental toughness.
1: <laughs> well, you take care in Tokyo and we'll see you back here next week. It's not like you have anything else to do.
2: <laughs> That's true. That's true. I have the time. <laughs> see you next week.
0: You've been listening to the Peachtree Podcast, the official podcast of the AJC Peachtree Road Race. Thanks to this week's sponsors. For more information, visit atlantatrackclub.org. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ATL Track Club. A DYJ Media Production.